Hello everyone, welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast, produced by the Magnolia Healing Center. I'm your host, Yitz Epstein. In this podcast, we will be delving into topics related to narcissistic abuse, codependency, childhood wounds, childhood trauma, mental illness, and all things narcissism. The purpose of this podcast is to bring widespread awareness and healing to the global epidemic of narcissism and codependency. It is my hopes that with this podcast, we can collectively create an environment of health and healing for you, the individual, and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be discussing how childhood programs affect our relationships. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss how our childhood programs affect the way we live, specifically the way we show up and relate in our intimate relationships. And this is so vital uh, because without this awareness, we're largely unaware of why our relationships become chaotic, why we struggle to feel balanced when in the company of our intimate partners and how to create sustainably uh, healthy and peaceful interconnected intimate relationships and, and how our past childhood programs continue to affect our lives, most specifically our intimate lives. So first of all, to begin, what is a childhood program? A childhood program is a series of painful emotions, subsequent emotional reactions, thoughts, and beliefs, and narratives that run automatically when activated. So these programs are coming from the subconscious mind, which is so much more powerful than our conscious mind. And in ultimately, it's continuously running in the background of our lives, and it's influencing the way we think, the way we perceive, our decision-making, and our overall well-being. So as a child, when we experience painful stimuli in the form of a wound, trauma, abuse of sorts, this causes us to obviously react emotionally in certain ways. And these experiences cause us to then immediately think certain thoughts and come to certain conclusions that our child brain uses to make sense of the chaos. So with continuous painful experiences such as these, these traumatic experiences, these sequences are going to become habitual and ultimately as they continuously get reinforced, they become programs that are stored in the subconscious mind. So an example of this would be, let's say a parent was verbally abusive, right? And every time the, the child uh, was on the receiving end of the verbal abuse, it causes them to feel shame and then they would just shut down out of fear, right? So then they would then most usually go and, and blame themselves like any child does. They usually blame themselves for why they're being abused. And then in this, in this instance, they may say something like, oh, I deserve the treatment because it's my fault because I did something wrong. And they will also most usually interpret it as I'm unlovable, right? I'm flawed. And so these emotions, then the reactions, right? The emotion of shame in this instance, the reaction of, um, of uh, shutting down, and then the subsequent negative thoughts, which are, right, I'm unlovable, it's all because of me, eventually become a program. They become automatic and we don't have to think about it. We don't have to consciously choose it. They're just the program that run constantly in our subconscious mind. So now let's fast forward to today. Let's say somebody around us, close to us, let's say an intimate partner says something that triggers us. Maybe they say something in a harsh tone and that triggers that programming. And ultimately the same program from childhood gets activated and then we feel shame, we shut down, and we subsequently determine that it happened because we did something to deserve it. So here's an example of a childhood program that occurred, let's say decades ago, and then how today that very same program, if not worked through, dismantled, and if the wound isn't healed, then ultimately the same program will get activated and then we will most usually react and respond in the same exact way.
So this is an example of a program and because these programs are in the unconscious and because they happen so rapidly and, and naturally um, and so quickly, we won't, won't really have the ability to notice it and ultimately most usually because they've been going on since childhood, we just identify it as being who we are and these programs are constantly running in the background of our lives, influencing our decisions, our perceptions and, uh, and how we relate. So most of us are running on programs. These programs may not necessarily be traumatic programs or, or even bad. We can have a program to eat, right? The second we get hungry, all of a sudden we're in the fridge eating, uh, finding food. We can have a, a program to, to drink. The second we feel thirst, our body kind of automatically goes and, and grabs water. So uh, an example, a great example would be a program of driving, right? So if many of us will decide we want to go on a drive somewhere and suddenly before we even realize it, we're at the location that we ended up at. So sometimes we don't even know how we got there. And because what we did is when the second we decided we want to go driving, we ran that automatic programming, you know, grab the keys, get in the car and then go and drive. And a lot of us are kind of operating on these very uh, unconscious uh, programs, these, these routines. And, and when they get activated, or let's say we set an intention to put a program in motion, Ocean, then ultimately it, the program runs and we don't really have to do much. They kind of happen automatically. So these programs are always available, but they're not necessarily active. And they become active when we set an intention, like I mentioned, and then we decide to, to run the program and then the, the program can ultimately set itself in motion and, and dictate what we do, our behavior. So now let's talk about how our childhood programs, the traumatic ones, uh, influence our intimate relationships. So our intimate partners are in essence our closest relationships. And it's because of this reason that our intimate relationships are usually going to awaken our deepest intimate wounds, intimacy wounds, and those include our childhood wounds. So technically our parents are our most intimate partners and ultimately they're, they're, they're the first uh, closest relationships we've had in childhood. They're the ones who uh, taught us our belief system, they gave us their programming, they taught us how we relate. So if there was wounding experiences that happened in those relationships, then they oftentimes they'll lay dormant until we reach adulthood and then we have intimate relationships and those intimate relationships because they trigger our old intimate relationship wounds, they're gonna get activated by our intimate partners. So when our partner, let's say, does something or says something to awaken a painful emotion of our past wounding experiences, we call this a trigger. And the wound, then the subsequent wound program that gets activated by this trigger and because the program is so automatic and so powerful, uh, in essence, because it's almost more powerful than us, it really is, in essence, we slip into that child self, that wounded self, and then we act out in similar ways. We're reacting as if we're this ch helpless child. Uh, and in essence, we are identifying with the program and the program and, uh, essentially is running our lives. And in essence, you can say we're possessed or we're controlled by this aforementioned childhood program. So I do believe strongly that most relationship struggles, dysfunction, and, and, and toxic behaviors are based on this premise, on this idea that both partners are acting out of their programs where they felt hurt, betrayed, invalidated, or ashamed, and in essence, they're putting into motion this compulsion to continue the program whenever they get triggered in, in what's oftentimes referred to as a repetition compulsion. So partners who are not aware of this dynamic, of this phenomenon, uh, may be getting along quite well and they have long periods of time where there's joy, there's connection, and all of a sudden the program gets activated, somebody says something to trigger the program, and um, it, becomes, it begins to run wild and rampant, and all of a sudden there's fights, there's quarrels, there's ego games, there's primitive, reactive, childlike behaviors, and in some instances uh, there might even be outright abuse. So now let's talk about how we can dismantle and shift out of these faulty childlike childhood programs. So the first step is to notice the trigger 
and the program getting activated as soon as possible and to not identify with it. The sooner we notice it and the sooner we realize that the programs are not who we are, then we can start to see it for what it is, which is childhood wounds causing these childhood programs to get activated and ultimately disidentify with it. You know, when we are not noticing it, if we don't know, then, then we become very reactive. We think it's who we are and we become almost helpless to dismantle the program because we are, we are the program. We're seeing it as who we are. Next thing is to work on non-reactivity and being present in our pain. So if we're going to dismantle a program, we need to fully sit and feel the feelings and, and be present and not identify, like I mentioned, with the program or the pain. So we, we have to assure that we feel the feeling, we don't defend against it, we don't deny it, we don't project it, right? we don't soothe, but rather we sit in the pain and we work on our, our life skill of present moment awareness. When you feel the emotion, which at the core of these programs is a wound, and that's essentially a very painful negative emotion that we don't wanna feel, but when we do stay present, and we feel the emotion and we process it and we release it, in essence, we disarm the program of the intensely painful charge that fuels the program. And by doing so, we make it infinitely easier to, to not identify with it and then work with it and ultimately to fundamentally dismantle it. Now, once you feel the pain and the chaos has subsided, so once you can balance your energies, once you can regulate the, the intensity and, and your emotions, this is when you start to, okay, well now let's self-reflect and identify some of the specific habits in thinking, believing, and relating that resulted from those particular wounds. Now this is not easy because of how much momentum there is and how, how used to we are into running in the direction of the old programming and allowing the program to run itself. And, and ultimately because in many instances we're identifying with the program as who we are. Now, once we see that, once we notice the programs and how they stem from childhood and how in essence they're riddled with, with negative and false narratives and, and core beliefs, then finally we can just challenge it and realize that it's not that truthful. And in essence, when we understand where it came from, we can see how, how, uh, how in fact they are not necessarily who we are. Now, once this happens, once we regulate the emotions and once we challenge the narratives and once we, uh, once we challenge the lies of our core beliefs, of our negative and false core beliefs, then we can choose a different way of thinking, believing, feeling, and relating. And in essence, we now have the power to choose how to respond and interpret life's events as opposed to being controlled by past programs that have in essence, have in essence been doing a lot of the choosing for us. So with every trigger we have, right, with every wound that gets activated, with every program that shows up that you identify and then you dismantle and then you shift out of, you're closer and closer to becoming more whole and, and more authentic and ultimately not getting pulled out of alignment with your authentic self by one of these very powerfully charged programs. Now, this can take time to work through and I like to compare it to an onion. You know, with every program you dismantle, you, you shave off another layer of the onion and eventually as you work through every single program every single wound and you challenge it and then you release it uh, you can get back to you can you can really just heal the whole wound and then get back to your authentic self once we do this in essence we are free from the programs that shape and influence so many of our perceptions and ultimately our decision making now when we are operating from a wounded and childhood program, we're not really living our life. We're living the program's life. And regardless of how many times we try to change the outcome of our life, the programming mixed with the negative and false core beliefs and negative emotions, as well as the unconscious intentions are doing a large part of creating, you know, manifesting our reality. 
So based on this, we, we can really see how powerful these programs are. I mean, they really do have the potential to break down our intimate relationships uh, or at least lead to very strong resistances to being vulnerable and, and being present with our partners, which makes, you know, very difficult to to trust and enjoy our partner and 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 share our ourselves with another person and and create that fulfillment that we're looking for um that being said there is a unique and powerful opportunity that happens when we're in a relationship an intimate relationship and the partners are really able to assist each other in healing and this is what i refer to as a healing relationship and this is where each partner can in essence hold space for the other and allow them allow both partners to feel safe to allow those childlike uh, programs to come up and by helping be an accurate mirror and creating a healthy communication uh, and allowing each other to feel safe to work through those shadows, those unconscious programs and the wounds can really facilitate a very powerful and deep healing experience. So to finish off, it's so important to remember, I know I mentioned this before, but it's so important to understand that you are not your programming. And you can even call this programming a sort of a brainwashing of sorts. It's like in childhood, we were given all these thoughts and beliefs and we identified with them and we took them on as our own. But in reality, they're not who we are and we don't have to identify with them anymore. And when we realize where they came from and how they run unconsciously throughout our day and, and how they motivate us to, to think certain things and do certain things, we can begin to separate them. And that separation gives us, gives us enough distance to actually deal with them and ultimately work through them and dismantle them. So many of us, are not sure what happened to us in childhood and many of us are not maybe sure of our programming and we oftentimes have repressed memories or of the trauma that happened before we could even formulate a memory uh, that being said to truly identify the damage and residual effects of childhood you really don't have to look any further than the programs that play itself out today to get a pretty good idea of what happened because ultimately these same programs are running itself as they did then very much the same way today and it's so important to remember you are not your pain, you are not what happened to you, and, and you are not your thoughts, right? You are not these negative and false core beliefs. And when you work through dismantle and let go of these old programs and shift into healthier and more sustainable updated programs, you really have the ability to take conscious control of the direction of your life, you know, align your life with your higher self and create the future you desire and attract the healthiest, most abundant life possible, one that's aligned with who you are, with your highest potential, and one that brings unbelievable happiness, joy, and fulfillment. So here are some closing thoughts. First of all, the more you fight the program, the more you reinforce them. There's nothing to fight. There's just noticing and then ultimately working through them. By fighting them with a stronger program, ultimately it reinforces it and, and keeps the program active. By being present, by noticing them and being with them, that is the way to go. That is the way to defeat this thing. And, and, and people defend their programs and they defend them to death because they think that's who they are. They think, oh no, this is me. I can't let go of my programming. I can't just give it up. I can't challenge these lies. These lies are, are my parents told me these lies and therefore it's me. And, and when we get present and we get in touch with our authentic self, uh, we can let go and we can accept that that's not who you are and, and who you are is the presence behind the programs. And it's important to, to remember that when we're having a breakdown in life, most usually these breakdowns are happening because our programming is falling away. It no longer can serve us and, and sustain us. And we're, we need to outgrow. We need to dismantle the old vessel, so to speak, so we can then have a, a larger capacity to hold on to love, to light, and to, and to grow. And when we do this, it frees us up so we can really enjoy our existence, the presence behind these false identities, these false self, these false programs. And when we do that, 
What's left is our true self. And this is extremely liberating and extremely healing and a process that I highly encourage everyone go go uh, towards because when you do that, you can really liberate yourself from the reactivity and the thoughts that control our lives. And you can open yourself up to really truly being intimate with yourself, with life, and then break down barriers that uh, get in between us and our intimate partners to really truly connect in a way that leaves us vulnerable uh, and, and fulfilled and happy and joyous. So if you are interested, I'd be more than honored to assist you on this healing journey to becoming aware of our programs and dismantling them and truly getting back in touch with your authentic self. Feel free to reach out to me directly if you would like to work with me one-on-one. My email is yitzyitz at magnoliahealingcenter.com by phone 818-210-6049. I want to thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.